Welcome everybody to a mini episode of Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to, well this episode is dedicated to guitar gear as opposed to guitar playing, but you know, you need one for the other, so stay in place. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as, as usual, uh, every year there's NAM, and every year we are about two or three weeks late to reviewing our favorite things about NAM. but you know. It takes time to like process that. these things. It does, right? you know, you got to let everybody, you got to let the dust settle before you can actually go, oh, th- th- I like this one. So uh, we are, as part of our little mini episode, we have each picked, uh, I'm, I'm Dylan Murphy, by the way, uh, with me always in the co is John Gillen, if you That's haven't great. heard it before. Yeah, you know, there's other podcasts in our, you know, we've had other episodes, you can just listen to them to get more insight into who we are. This is a mini episode, time is of the essence. So we have two <laughs> picks each, it's, it's true. Speak faster, um, let's go. <laughs> just had a pot of coffee uh so yeah we were we picked two picks each it basically i've picked a guitar and uh not a guitar and maybe you've picked two guitars i don't know we haven't we we'll we're find to, out won't we yeah we're gonna bamboozle each other with with our uh, guitar picks so john um because i've been doing all the talking up to now would you like to introduce your first pick of your now picks okay well the answer to your question is no but i will do it anyway okay one of us has to because it's all about uh yes <laughs> okay so actually the first thing i'm gonna go with is i'm i'm really interested in this the um the neural dsp quad cortex this is a God, floorboard yeah so it's a floorboard multi-effects unit um pretty interested to see how this thing kind of enters the market um and they've got a bunch of this is a product from finland of all places but when it comes to technology the Finns kind of know what they're doing so um and essentially like i said it's a uh, multi-effects uh it's a quad essentially a quad core processing unit i mean imagine when it's it's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it like we we were at one point in time we can recall buying desktop computers that had quad core processing and we're like wow that's amazing but this unit is supposed to feature over 50 amps 70 effects and over a thousand input responses that you can access through the whole thing so this is kind of i mean it's kind of like an axe effects now it runs about 1500 bucks um but Mm -hmm. the difference between say something comparable would, would be your line six roughly the same price new but line six doesn't do the impulse responses the same way um that the neural dsp is going to do that or even uh this is of course the impulse response is the big difference between say your line six and your kempers and your axe effects to it to a degree as well so um the impulse explain it yeah so the impulse, to someone who doesn't really know what that is, like the, me. capturing that impulse response, that is that's kind of that's the gold standard, as opposed to just um, and that's really where Kemper kind of gets their whole modeling technology versus um, what's the other word like a, a simulated um, or a profile, for example. Okay, gotcha. So, because the profile kind of gets the general idea. And if you've played through a multi-effects unit and then you play through your standard tube amp, the mm. difference between your tube amp and your standard multi-effects unit would be, you know, if you think of your classic Boss GT series, it's how quickly does it respond to your attacks? Um, yeah. And 
as we all know, or at least maybe hopefully are learning, your right hand is really what develops that, uh, those dynamics. Unless you've just got four mental zones in front of you and then your right hand doesn't matter. But um, so the impulse response is really what gives it, gives, tricks your ear into that more authentic sound where when you dig into your strings a little bit more, a little bit less, you get a little bit different dynamic response there. So, um, yeah, the delicacy of your impulse responses and the quality really changes um, the the kind of the kind of sound that you're getting. So, okay, this this sounds fascinating. Uh, see, the thing is, I'm always a bit more of a kind of a meat and potatoes like pedal plus amp guy, mm-hmm. but this seems really impressive. Um, just in terms of because we've we've talked about before with the axe effects and with you know you need like <laughs> you need like an engineer to come around to help program but this seems to really streamline the whole process. Yeah, it's very, I mean, I think they, in some ways they've copied what Line 6 has done really well in terms of user interface. It looks pretty simple. It looks really easy to use. Same price point, I think sounds a little bit better. Now, obviously that I haven't played one at this point, Mm. Um, but I, I do think another entry into the market here, and they seem to be positioning themselves kind of at, at a higher place than the line six and at a lower price point than say an ax effects. So wow. it's kind of interesting. I'm really curious to see. I feel like this is a little bit of a game changer in terms of processing power, portability, because yeah. it is considerably smaller than um, like the, yeah. the line six floorboard and the uh, what's the, the Kemper also Kemper studio or Kemper stage, I guess mm-hmm. floorboard. So it's about half the size or so of one of those. Um, yeah, it That's roughly great. takes up. Yeah. Maybe four or five spaces on a pedal board, which still is big, but it's smaller than those units. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have a, just a, a size comparison. Like it's, you know, a quite, you know, it's about, two thirds the size of a 15 inch MacBook pro on this site. So, um, yeah, not too big at all compared to what other people have put out in the past. And yeah. um, this is not, like, this is, this is exactly like, I'm going to make a point similar to what this, you know, this is inspired. I'm going to talk a little about this in a little bit, but this is really taken what's happened in the past and really just kind of put all the parts together, kind of taken what everybody has done before and taken the best parts. This is, this is great. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm really curious. So, uh, as someone who's been looking at moving in this direction, kind of downsizing stuff, being more portable, this yeah. is now, now I've got another, another thing in the mix. So I was leaning heavily towards the Kemper and now it's like, well, the effects on this sound really good too. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So yeah. anyway, long winded deal on one of the things I'm looking at. Tell me about what you've got. Cool. Um, man, I could talk about this all, all day. Um, so, this is my <laughs> so okay, right. I looked at the guitars. I knew that I felt like I had to pick a guitar. And I looked through all the guitars. And uh, it was such a tough choice between either the Tommy Tear from Kiss Les Paul or the Steve Vai Paradise and Art Ibanez. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, 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 no. Isn't the Paradise and Art, isn't that the one that has, like, the new cutouts, like... Isn't yeah, that- it's like it's not a gem. It's 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 a no, gem it, it, with different cutouts. Like, good it's, lord! 
yeah, it's it's, it's <sighs> um, yeah, it's it's neither paradisical nor artistic. Um, and then I I had to for the laugh look at the Tommy Taylor from Kiss signature, and it's like his fifth signature guitar. I'm like, dear oh. God, yeah. So what I ended up going for is because I, nothing really blew me away guitar wise. I mean, there were some signatures that I was like, that's a little bit different. The Matt Bellamy and Manson signature and the famous Devin Townsend signature were pretty cool. Um, wow. But uh, that's going to help you look like you're these players. So um, right. what I, yeah. And then there was some really nice Fender stuff, but much of it was, I like something that I think is a bit more affordable. Um, so I went for, I'm just going to show it to you here. So this is a mouthful. This is the Charvel. I'm a, I like Charvel's Pro Mod SoCal style 224HH CM. Um, it's essentially, it's like a super strat. Oh, uh, yeah. But it, but it's a telly and it it's there's there's a you, can, you know you don't have that much going on here you've got a really nice fishman fluence open core pickup for the bridge and neck um it's got like a scalloped i'm, I'm reading some of this you, you'll have to, <laughs> it's got like a scam a scalloped neck uh, it's basically like a shredder's version of a telecaster but one of my least favorite things about shredder guitars is that they look like shredder guitars and i really like having a guitar that's versatile in terms of aesthetic and also playability so that you can um show up to any type of gig with it and you know it will do the job and it's like it's kind of like the fender jim root uh, models from slipknot like he does all his fender stuff but they're mm -hmm. all very like big emg stocked stuff like you couldn't really play country on on them and um, john five stuff is pretty similar as well but those two things are pretty pricey and um, I, I like what i like about this is it's it's it just is versatility um i've become a bit of a uh tele freak over the last couple of years just i really like i'm i'm gravitating more towards guitar players that use them and um, but i also loves me some shred as well so this is kind of my choice okay interesting so i'm curious here like it's got two humbuckers now does it have coil splitters as well as far as i know it does um okay all it all it's talking about here is essentially that like that was my first question as well and it doesn't actually no it doesn't seem to have it's just it's saying that the, the pickups have quite an airy sound to it here and um, let me just check for pause hmm it doesn't really seem to but it does have the three position blade so you can kind of oh yeah so you can do like both outer coils neck pickup bridge pickup and um, mini toggle you can switch between these different voicings and um, yeah so it, it doesn't seem to have them but i don't know I, I i'm just it was something that's really caught my eye in terms of the the speedy neck with the the tele aesthetic so yeah i don't know okay yeah i i do feel like uh it it would be immensely versatile. It must come with come with a. Uh, yes, it does actually. Okay. I'll just read it out here from the Anderton. So a two-way mini toggle allows you to switch between these two voicings while a tone control with push-pull activation bypasses the mini toggle to activate voice three, which uh, has a vintage single coil tone on the neck pickup. So yeah, you will. This do. thing is yeah, this thing is pretty amazing because it's just uh, it's it'll do basically anything you need it to do. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, and you know the price point you know, from Andertons, you're looking at 800 pounds. Um, that's probably going to be pretty similar. I bet maybe US, you're probably look, you're still under a thousand dollars US. 
yeah exactly yeah there's they're estimating it says on the charvel side it's like 900 dollars. so yeah. you know you could do a lot worse We've, we 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 talk about versatile guitars a lot on this and you know it's nice to have a guitar that can do one thing really well but it's even better to have something that you can just rock up to very gigs or various gigs or just for practicing at home you know it's nice to have something that can do it all so this looks pretty as close as you can get from what i've seen interesting very interesting yes. so there's uh, I kind of had a hard time as far as picking a guitar. I wanted to pick a guitar. There's also just loads and loads of other things. So, um, you know, new John Mayer PRS guitars. Hooray! <laughs> because you need a Fender that doesn't play like a Fender, I guess. Um, I don't know. And then, of course, Fender kind of expanded their Parallel Universe series. I think it's a good idea. I'm not sure they need to do much more than they're already doing. That's yes, kind of my thing as well. Um, one that kind of caught my mind or caught my eye was, uh, so there's obviously a lot of cool aesthetic things going on. Everybody's sparkle finish is really big right now. Ormsby is doing a laser etched thing, which is pretty cool. Um, but VGA guitars. So for those of you listening in the States, you don't come across many of these. They're, just not widely distributed here. They're a French maker, um, and they they absolutely make fantastic guitars. These are yes. high quality shred guitars, big custom shop stuff. Um, but they do have kind of an inaccessible range as well. It would be, um, I don't know. Would you say like in some ways they might be comparable to like uh, a Jackson maybe? Yeah, just having a look at it. Yeah, it does aesthetically. We've got a lot going on, and um, we've spoken about these guys, these guys before, haven't we? Um, I think so because Christophe Godin plays them yes. um, almost exclusively, and I Friend think he had show. some interesting stuff uh, last year. Um, so, yeah, but the they came out with a MIDI programmable uh, guitar this year. Their Excalibur Nautilus. Um, this is, a, you know, it got a lot of hype. I'm really curious to see what it can actually do. And it, part of it is, it, it seems like one of the things it can do is it essentially can line stuff up a little bit better in your recording. I'm mm. not entirely sure how that works, but, um, as they put it, uh, it's an incredibly flexible instrument. Now. We've seen a lot of other MIDI style guitars before. Roland's put one out. I'm not entirely convinced this is going to be as amazing as they all the press behind it says. But okay, I, I am really curious. So um, I'm curious to see what what happens with this guitar. But yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what else to say about it other than that. Like it's supposed to be entirely programmable um obviously working with your don basically anything else that you want to do with it but at the same time this is a it's been tried before so i don't yeah. i don't know how productive this is going to be and how that's, much of a game changer so yeah that's that's the thing though i mean when it comes to guitars like when was the last time there was a game changer? Like if you go to Nam, like it's it's signature models, and you know it's 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 nothing is really you know coming out that's really changing anything, and that's fine. Like it's it's great. I I think the most important 
important thing is that people are getting better guitars for less, you know, less money people, without having to pay less, more money. You know, I think that's the big thing that we're getting a higher quality guitars for better value. And so yes. I, I think like when stuff comes out like this, if you're into the whole MIDI thing, fair play, like that's your thing. It's not my thing. I always think of Andy Summers and his weird, like, you know, synthy <laughs> guitar, and, but you know, uh, Ellen Holdsworth, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. The, the holds with his, um, with his, hideous guitars and um, um, so i mean like it, it, you do you but it I, yeah. I that's one of the things i do like i mean don't don't i mean like i love eric johnson as much as the next guy but don't buy his signature you're not going to be yeah. able to get those like pentatonic fives like he is a guitar won't make you do that and um, sorry rant over and <laughs> um, what i what i really liked about this year i i don't know i think there are there are things that are popping up that are changing the way people are kind of playing in terms of like pedals. Like for example, that, you know, that uh, one you just sent me there with the very convoluted name, <laughs> the, 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 the floor effects unit. And yeah. like that, that's so cool because that's enabling you to show up to gigs and like have everything there basically in terms of like modeling, like it's all there. It's making guitar a bit more convenient. And, you know, if you have one of those, you know, you're not going to have to spend loads of money on boutique pedals. You're not going to, you know, it's, it's making guitar playing easier, right. which has brought me to my next pick, which I'm going to send you a photo. So boss, we're a big fan of boss and uh, they have essentially redefined the amp game with the katana and um, every second person has one and um, you know in terms of like they're they make great amps so their newest edition is the very first wireless personal amplification headphone system and um, the waza air okay that's interesting. okay so, okay so i'm going to send you a uh, link here so these bad boys won the nam best in show award uh, they are essentially an amp that you Basically, you plug your guitar into a little uh, wireless jack, and then the signal goes directly to a set of headphones. And basically what it is, is, is for you to practice at work, at home, without having to lug an amp around. These are the amp. Everything is directed directly into your ears. Um, they're, they're perfect for small spaces. They come with like 50 effects built in, like the katana style effects. Um, and the thing is you control everything. You can play along with tracks, you can choose all these different amp modeling sounds and you can control the whole thing from your phone. Wow. Yeah. This like, is, this like is, really this is cool. a fantastic practice tool. The, exactly. That was my first thing. Like even me, like I love my little bots, THR 10. Like I think it's a great little practice amp, but at the same time, I still have to plug it in. I still have to, <laughs> no, I mean, no, no I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So let me explain that when you go to, when you go to the boss website, yes, there's some guy, Playing, yeah, he's playing an electric guitar, uh, which which makes sense. This is exactly what we're talking about. You take your guitar to work, you're in your cubicle or whatever, you're on a lunch break somewhere off on the side playing along, and you can hear what you're playing. And you can plug some effects in, and it could be loads of delay, and, and you get all the full, excellent sound. The next clip is <laughs> of a lady playing yeah, not their head. guitar and i'm kind of like doesn't that sort of defeat the purpose <laughs> like yeah they really didn't I mean, think about that yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever the marketing people were just did not think that aspect through anyway sorry that that was that's, that's why fair that that did strike me as well <laughs> and 
So essentially it comes with rechargeable batteries. Uh, you basically, you charge it for X amount of time and you can get five hours of playing time out of it. Um, and then you can also get it, you have a transmitter as well with up to 12 hours. So I think it's really, really cool. You can basically, if you're on the bus and you have your regular headphones, you can design app sounds on your phone. And then when you get home, you can plug your guitar in and like try all these different pre-made amps like without waking the baby. You know, it's, it's such a cool thing. I think that stuff like this is going to get people playing guitar more because it's facilitating guitar practice. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're at home, you're, you know, you're in your bedroom and you don't want people downstairs to hear. You don't have to worry about like turning down your blues junior to like a little bit past zero. You know, it's, <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's great. One the worst things about like, I have a, a Blues Junior and it's great. And this TRHR10, but like getting a decent tone out of anything without cranking it is a real problem. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. So I, I think these are great. Um, I think this is a really, really cool idea. Uh, I think the, the idea that you can hook it up to an app. I mean, like you're not going to be using one of these on stage or anything close to it. But at the same time, you are practicing. We've talked with um, Greg Howe before about how important it is to practice with distortion of any kind because it teaches you how to essentially control it. Um, mm. So just I think that being able to practice with headphones, with a variety of amp settings. And the thing is, if you find an amp setting that you love, and you have a katana that you're gigging with, you can use the same thing. Just hook it up to your headphones. Like it's, it's brilliant. And, uh, I, you know, they're because there, if you, so essentially correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, if you, if you set that up on that, um, you can essentially download whatever, whatever settings you have that mm -hmm. you've been practicing with and just put it into your katana. And yeah, then, that's it. Yeah, and then you're on the go. Yeah. The, the cross platform ease is really amazing. It's, it's the equivalent of, you know, back in the day when you had your iPhone and you had your uh, iTunes, like you had your yeah. iPhone <laughs> and then you could put it on your iPhone or iPod and take it with you or, you know, with your phone, you could download music and then it would sync to iTunes. Yeah. And it was like, the world is amazing. And, yeah. But this has finally yeah. come to guitar playing, which it's about time. Yeah. I, I, this got me really exciting, very excited. I, I think the thing, one thing with this is that this is the first ever version of this to come out. I, you know, it's, it's essentially like prototype and then this, there's never been anything like this. So the only thing that would, uh, like I would go out and buy these tomorrow if it wasn't the first ever model, but yeah. you know, like that floor modeler you're talking about, this is only going to get better. Excellent. You know, like yeah. this yeah. is taking aspects of what people, you know, this is, you know, boss down the line are just going to improve this. Have you seen the latest Katanas? They're incredible. Like it's yeah. just because they've built on the original model that people liked. And like, you know, I, I, you know, I'd be tempted to get a Mac 2 over a Mac 1 Katana now because they've just built on everything that was so good in the past. So rant over. Boss was a Air headphones. I'm seriously considering buying. <laughs> yeah, I think these are great. How much do they run? They run 400. Oof. Right that's a yeah. bit rough. So, but, uh, yeah. That's my, that's my thing though. Like it, it, I wouldn't buy them now because they're so expensive, but like a year from now, either you can get a better version for the same price or you can get these for a marked down price. So, you know, in the long run, I think that this would be a good investment down the line. Yep. I, cool. I think, uh, I think that's, I think that's a great call. Yeah. Cool. Wait. 
friends, that wraps up our mini episode. Uh, we'll be back again with a very special episode with Levi Clay. Uh, John did an interview, and that is going to be our next episode. Hopefully, you'll tune into that. If you have any questions, queries, quandaries, uh, you can send us an email at sharpenthataxe at gmail.com. And yeah, or look us up on the socials. And yeah, until then, John, anything to add? I've got nothing. Great. Stay sharp. <laughs>